came back on the market, and I managed to get hold of it. The woman turned around so that she was facing the man. They were no more than an arm's length away from one another. There was something unusual about her scent, a fresh, clean smell of sandalwood and citrus. But what about the original owner? she asked, frowning. The family's long gone, said the shopkeeper. There were the usual legal issues, but the long and short of it is... Finders keepers. The woman smiled, but he saw that there was still a hint of concern in her eyes. Time to close the deal, he said to himself. You talk too much. That's always been your problem. The woman turned back to the mirror and inspected the necklace again. It doesn't look a hundred and fifty years old, she said after a minute. The shopkeeper sighed with relief. I can reassure you on that front too, he said. I've had it checked over by the experts. It's the real thing, all right. It's barely been touched, is all. The woman turned back smartly, as if she had suddenly made her decision. She was smiling now, not worried in the slightest. The shopkeeper thought of the asking price and added a few thousand to allow for negotiation. She wanted the necklace, that much was clear. She wanted it very badly indeed, and she would walk out of the shop with it no matter what. I'm terribly sorry, she said. What? The shopkeeper's brain struggled with the mismatch between the woman's manner and her words. You seem like a nice man, she said, and I'm fairly sure you bought this in good faith. Fairly sure. Yes. So I'm sorry. Sorry for what? When the shopkeeper woke up three minutes later, crumpled up on the threadbare carpet, he was so bewildered It took him a further three minutes to activate the alarm. So far, thought Veronica Britton, as the second police car pulled up at the end of the alley, blocking her escape route, I have only made three mistakes. One, I didn't hit the shopkeeper hard enough. Two, I stopped to admire my reflection in a shop window. Three, I turned down this street. Veronica ran through the various maps of London she held in her mind. She saw the city in all its ages, felt the weight of past and future straining upon the present moment. Forcing the images out of her head, she reduced the options before her to a single path. No way to go now but forwards. She registered one of the officers struggling to get out of the car, his seatbelt tangled with his jacket radio. His colleague looked younger, fitter and thoroughly on the ball. He was out already. He shouted at her to stop. She saw him crouch and brace himself. The policemen at the other end of the alley were close behind. She could hear the clatter of their boots and the squawk of their radios. Veronica ran straight towards the young policeman. He wasn't expecting this and flinched. She delivered a quick, efficient chop to the side of his neck and vaulted over the bonnet of the car and into the main street. She ran as fast as she could towards the green hut that stood on the quiet square just off High Hoburn. She twisted the handle and dived through the door. A middle-aged man sat inside, comfortable in a worn leather armchair. A tea urn rested on a table by his side. A plate of biscuits stood next to it. He was dressed in jeans and a warm jacket and filling out a crossword. The typical London cabbie on his break. You look like you're in a hurry, he said, putting his paper down. Veronica was too out of breath to reply. She waved a hand at the back of the hut. Of course, said the man. He got up and dusted some biscuit crumbs from himself. Could you, 
Veronica managed to choke out. Really, quite close, now. Don't worry, Miss Britton, the man replied. I'll handle them. He inserted a key into the door at the far end of the hut and swung it open. Although it looked like it was made of wood, it seemed to have the heft of a substance far, far heavier. Safe journey, he said. Veronica rushed over to the open door and ran through. The man closed the door behind her and listed for a moment as her footsteps faded into the distance. The cabbie went over to the urn and pulled out a mug of tea. I'd offer you one, he said to the police officer. Only we're down to one cup now. Someone keeps nicking them. Don't suppose you'd consider investigating that? I'm looking for a woman, said the police officer. Black dress, black hair, wearing a very expensive necklace, not hers. The man smiled. The effect was disconcerting. His face had no particularly distinguishing features, but at the same time...